This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Now, today on the Tech Insights feature, we focus on WhatsApp's new private policy. And in case you missed it, WhatsApp, which is the messaging platform owned by Facebook, it has updated its privacy policy. And majority of its billion users have received a notice alerting them that uh, the service will now be sharing their user data with other platforms such as Facebook and Instagram. Now, last week, uh, the main switch team uh, had a conversation about this. We also continued with the conversation on Friday with uh, Baby Gamma. And to further discuss this with us, we are joined by Kevin Simogerere. He is a qualified chartered accountant, digital tech innovator, a tech entrepreneur. Uh, he is also part of the 2020 South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, top 35 under 35. He joins us to share his independent tech business insights. Welcome to Voice of Vets 88.1. Kevin, compliments of uh, the new year. I hope you're good, eh? Um, I'm good, Harvey, uh, and thanks for having me. Compliments of the new year to you too. Now, this morning when I woke up, I received a message from Telegram, which apparently, for a lack of a better word, is uh, competing with WhatsApp uh, for users. Now, the message read as follows. Uh, Telegram has surpassed 500 million active users. Only this month, more than 90 million new users from around the world joined Telegram. And for someone who is tech savvy or with enormous understanding of technology, what would you say is the main reason people migrate from WhatsApp to Telegram? Recently, So, Javier, I think it has to do definitely with the new release or update to the terms and privacy policy of WhatsApp as at January of this year, 2021. Um, I think it's the norm for various apps that are used out there to have terms and privacy policies, and they get updated on a regular basis because the regulatory landscape keeps transforming. And various incidents take place, which challenge a lot of these sort of tech companies on how they're protecting the privacy of users. So the last time the terms and privacy policy, if you go onto your WhatsApp app, was updated was probably in July last year. And in January, we got an update and to which most users um, essentially have to accept its conditions by February 8th uh, this year, 2021. Um, Otherwise, you may not be able to use WhatsApp effectively uh, going forward. So there's a bit of panic um, based on some of the rhetoric that's out there. And hence why I think other apps like Telegram, for example, but also Signal, which is another, are gaining much more popularity in terms of usage. And why is this the case? I'm sure most people would feel uncomfortable about their information or personal information being given away or being shared. And there have been updates to the privacy policy of WhatsApp, which further explain how the user's private information is going to be shared and distributed for various purposes. However, from my personal opinion, and I advise anybody out there who's considering the legal aspects of this policy, to actually get legal consultation and a proper legal opinion from the lawyers, as you and I are not legal experts. But from my opinion, when you look at the new privacy policy, 
what it does is it further explains and breaks down how personal information will be used or usage information will be used by WhatsApp as a company within the group of Facebook companies or Facebook family of companies. And it further explains what that information will be used for. And it further educates you as the user in terms of what are the risks involved and what are the obligations that are involved and where's your information going to end up. And I guess one just needs to dive a bit deeper into, on a granular basis, what are the actual changes? And, and in my opinion, I think the new policy, in essence, just gives us a much more explicit explanation of what our information is going to be used for. And I think this is great. And perhaps it's a bit scary for some people once they've gotten to know what the updates are, hence the migration to these other communication apps. And speaking of uh, the new policy, what information about my private life or data will be shared on these various platforms, uh, namely uh, Facebook and Instagram? So I think it's also important to note that if you're a user of any internet-connected device, which requires your personal information or tracks your usage information, your information has already been recorded for some time. It's not a new concept. So at the end of the day, if you do not want your information to be shared, you may sort of have to cut yourself out of the internet and not get onto sort of devices or communication applications which require your personal information for them to be effective. So if you look at the key changes that have come up in the latest update, there are several, I think, terms and and sort of conditions that are similar to the previous uh, policy framework. But there are some new ones which are further elaborated, especially in terms of how does WhatsApp further integrate into Facebook as its parent company? And let's remember that Facebook acquired WhatsApp back in, in 2014. And of course, WhatsApp is a very successful platform with over a billion users. So when we look at the information that you as a user provide, one of the sort of further and new explanations that have been added is when you send media, whether it's pictures or videos, that information will be stored in some shape or form, but encrypted for the purposes of making its delivery more effective. One would assume this is for quality purposes or if a video is still buffering. Um, However, what is still maintained overall on the WhatsApp platform for general communication is that all communications will be end-to-end encrypted. And what does this mean? Only the sender and receiver can read that message or communication. Nobody else, including Facebook, should not be able to read it. And WhatsApp further elaborates on how that information is not stored in any shape or form, except where a delivery is interrupted and delivery is not successful. And I think that communication is kept for up to 30 days, after which it's automatically deleted. So that's one change. Another thing is that WhatsApp, in further integration with the Facebook sort of company products, has now or is preparing to include a payment feature. So there is a Facebook payment feature which has been rolled out in India and I think is intended to be rolled out in other countries as well. And WhatsApp will now integrate payment as a feature through the creation of Facebook, which is the Facebook payment application. So what will happen is you'll be able to start making payments through WhatsApp and there's various implications of this. So from an encryption perspective, end-to-end means only send and receiver 
can essentially see the information that's being shared. But when it comes to payments, other third-party providers like banks, for example, have to come into the transaction in order for your payments to be authorized. And what does this mean? When it comes to payments, payments are not end-to-end encrypted because banks have to be able to receive that information and process it accordingly. However, WhatsApp says in its new framework is that that information will be stored in a highly secure encrypted environment. However, other third-party providers such as banks will be able to see details like your account number, your card details, the transaction amount, and, and so on. And then when it comes to other aspects like, you know, your device, there's a bit more clarity on what information is being collected about your device. So, for example, battery strength, signal, um, will be uh, sort of collected by WhatsApp in order to further optimize and troubleshoot on any connectivity problems. And also your location can be collected. Um, So what is explained is that your location information is typically only collected if you use location features within the WhatsApp offering. However, even if your location sort of information is not explicitly collected by you using location features, your location can still somehow be sort of collected through IP address collection and through collection of your phone number, which has an area code. And that information is used to somehow optimize the service that you're receiving from WhatsApp through a general sort of calculation on where your approximate location might be. So your location will be, in essence, recorded. And also there's some other sort of updates that have come into the picture around storage. Um, Information is said to be stored for as long as necessary, uh, provided the relevant sort of uh, criteria is in place. And also how businesses communicate with you is another update in that WhatsApp has now explained a bit more explicitly on how businesses will be interacting with you and what information they'll be sharing with businesses or receiving with businesses in order to improve your interactions with businesses on the WhatsApp application. It's just so surprising how vulnerable we are now as human beings. I mean, last year, just last year, I was looking for a smartwatch I started going to Google, searching for smartwatches to buy. I went to take a lot app, searching for smartwatches to buy. And all of a sudden, I started seeing variety of smartwatches being advertised on my Facebook account and also my Instagram account. I mean, earlier this year, I was just doing my research when it comes to Forex. And all of a sudden, right now, when I go to my Facebook account, I start seeing messages. I start seeing advertisement. When I go to YouTube, I start seeing advertisements about uh, Forex. So it's, it's like we're being monitored 24 7, 365. And should I not accept and agree to the terms and conditions? What is going to happen to my WhatsApp account? So I think the interesting thing around the business model when it comes to free applications is that it may be free to you as the user in that you don't pay anything from a monetary perspective. But at the end of the day, you as the user are the business model. You are the product. So a lot of these free mobile applications or even social media applications make money through adverts. So there's definitely an integration of various applications, including WhatsApp, with their parent companies such as Facebook to further optimize offerings of products from Facebook or ads that are shown to you on Facebook through some of the information that is collected 
on your WhatsApp application. And going forward, we're going to see more and more of this. The Facebook group of, or family of companies at the end of the day has a growing strategy on the products that they want to offer. Advertising is definitely a big part of it. So some of your information, such as your location, your phone number, your name, your WhatsApp status, your device information, for example, will be used to optimize the information that at the end of the day is shown to you on these particular applications, which are somehow integrated into the WhatsApp application. So if you don't accept these terms and conditions of the new policy framework, in essence, you probably will not be able to use the WhatsApp application going forward. So you don't really have a choice. And, and I guess that is the downside of using free applications. There has to be something in return. And for you to be able to use these services, you have no choice but to accept the new policy framework. And as mentioned, the deadline in essence is going to be February the 8th this year. If you do not accept, you probably won't be able to log in without being forced uh, to once again agree to those new terms and conditions in the new policy framework. Well, I would say that uh, we uh, have a choice now because Telegram is on board and it will rescue a lot of people. What do you think these major tech companies are trying to achieve from this new policy and realizing that they are losing their users to Telegram? Don't you think they are going to change their mind? I think it, that depends on, on various factors. So at the end of the day, we should also realize that not all apps are, are perfect. I think users should do a bit more research about other alternatives, such as Telegram and, and Signal. And if you do a bit more research, um, yes, right now, some of these applications are gaining popularity, but some of them do have a history of having hackability problems. So for example... In the past, Telegram was even banned in some countries because there was a hackability problem because encryption of messaging wasn't always end-to-end. -end. I think it happened mostly for its secret communication features. And therefore, some politicians' information was stolen, for example, from Telegram in, in, in some countries. Um, however, they have refined their, their platform a bit more over the past couple of years. And then when it comes to another popular alternative, which is Signal. Signal, at the end of the day, is provided by a non-profit um, foundation called Signal Technology Foundation. So they don't have the same incentives as, you know, other for-profit platforms like WhatsApp to monetize your usage by, for example, sort of repackaging your information and using it to optimize ads that you see on other platforms like Facebook. So you are less inclined to be exposed to your information being used in a way that at the end of the day, you're not comfortable because there is no monetary trade-off for your personal information. And Signal is highly encrypted, but the most interesting thing about it is it does not save any of your information. It does not collect any of your information. Why? Because they don't have the incentive to. They are a non-profit platform. There are other alternatives. We're going to see more and more popularity of other platforms. Um, but one should consider, you know, what it is that you're, you're trading off. Remember, WhatsApp is a highly invested um, application. It's owned by the Facebook uh, family or group of companies. And ultimately, you might have enhancements in an application such as WhatsApp, which other applications won't have. 
And it's going to be interesting to see how the feature set of WhatsApp evolves, especially as we start to interact more with businesses on WhatsApp. Um, WhatsApp is now making it, you know, a possibility for us to pay uh, through the application. Um, eventually, you'll be able to get other information from businesses around, for example, what is the status of your flight in terms of your travel? Have your goods been delivered to your house from a particular e-commerce platform? And also, when you use other applications that collect your information for third-party use, you might even get better optimized ads on products and services that might make a, a difference to your life. Whereas you might not get that on other applications because the business models are completely different. So as a user, consider, you know, what works best for you um, and also understand the trade-offs. I guess nothing is really for free, just to be philosoph uh, philosophical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. And speaking of features, right, um, on Telegram right now, and at least one advantage about uh, Telegram is that I can add up to 200 uh, members in a group. And then another feature that's uh, similar to WhatsApp is contacts, obviously calls. I can make calls. A different feature that uh, WhatsApp doesn't have is people nearby. You can search people who are nearby using uh, Telegram, which I don't think it's safe at all. And then saved messages. Well, I think it's similar to WhatsApp settings. You can invite friends. There's uh, Telegram FAQ. Would you say perhaps uh, there is a major difference when it comes to uh, the features or is Telegram a template of WhatsApp? I would say definitely there would be similarities because at the end of the day, they are both messaging applications at their core, but there are some nuances. So I think WhatsApp is definitely a bit more advanced in terms of enabling businesses to interact with you. So, for example, if you as a user WhatsApp a business and send them a message, the business has the option of allocating various employees to your particular account or even third-party service providers to your particular account. And therefore, they will be able to service you much more efficiently uh, because of the communication features WhatsApp has put in place between you and a particular business. And when we look at other applications like Telegram and Signal, we may not see that much of an advancement in terms of some of these features when it comes to interacting with businesses because they have a completely different uh, business model. When it comes to Telegram and how to access your messaging, Telegram very much syncs very seamlessly across various devices for you to be able to communicate through your Telegram account on various devices all at the same time, although that has issues and that it increases the risk of hackability. And if you look at Signal, Signal only allows you to communicate on one device at any point in time. And why? Because security is paramount to their particular business model. So there will be similarities, especially when it comes to, I think, basic communications from person to person. But when it comes to other evolutions around how we interact with businesses, I think WhatsApp is still very much advanced. And I think some of the plans that have been announced by WhatsApp as a company to further integrate businesses will be interesting to watch. So payments is one aspect, which is currently going to be rolled out. And there will be supplementary sort of payment privacy policies built into our sort of framework, depending on which jurisdiction you're in and depending on how specific those laws are around payments. But over time, I think it's going to be exciting to see how some of the other features 
will start to plug into WhatsApp around how we interact with businesses. And I think this is going to make WhatsApp more than just a communication platform. And I think more of an ecosystem of various, you know, um, communications and transactions. And I think an interesting example of how far we can we can go with this is perhaps to look at WeChat, which is another popular application, especially in China, which has become a very famous uh, ecosystem of communication um, and a platform for other products and services on mobile devices. Mm, Kevin, your prediction, uh, do you reckon perhaps it's only a publicity stunt or a marketing strategy for something that's coming up in the future? Or do you think more people are going to move to Telegram post the 8th of February? What's your prediction when it comes to that? So I guess I can only give you my personal opinion. Um, I think in the interim, probably we will see quite a big migration of users to other applications like Telegram and others, depending on the use case that a user is particularly looking for and the convenience that they're looking for from a communication platform. However, over time, I think we might see a migration back to applications such as WhatsApp, where they might initially have lost users because of, you know, the efficiencies that come with the feature sets that will be put on that particular application. So at the end of the day, a lot of these updates are meant to make our lives more convenient. And of course, the process to give away more of our information in order to make that more effective. But if payments will become easier because you can do it through WhatsApp, I think over time, people would likely to revert back to the likes of WhatsApp or any other sort of platform that makes their life sort of more convenient in that space. So I think in the medium to long term, we should expect a bit more fluidity in terms of who's going to gain more users over time. And provided other applications are not going to be as sophisticated and as advanced in terms of providing more and more applications that make life easier for people, we probably will see a migration back towards the likes of WhatsApp or any other applications which will innovate fast enough for the convenience of users in their daily lives and for better connection to businesses as we start to interact more in the world of e-commerce and online shopping. We'll see about that. But one thing about human beings is that once we're comfortable with a new world, we tend to forget about how we used to live or we forget about the past, just like how people migrated from Skype uh, to Zoom. Yeah. But uh, no, that's a topic for another day. Thank you so much, Kevin Sumogerere, for joining us right here on VoFM 88.1 for the first time in 2021. And where can people get hold of you? Um, so you can get hold of me on email. So you can email me at inapptalks at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter. And my handle is at Kevin Sam. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. 88.1. Or stream, stream. by www.vafm.co.za.